This is the Rookie Big Board. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, joined as always by my co-host, John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. We are continuing on in our Senior Bowl preview series. We're talking about the quarterbacks, John. Every year we see a rise at the quarterback position from the Senior Bowl, and I think this year is particularly interesting to look at from a fantasy perspective. Now, it's going to be easy to overlook it, John, because you have some of the top guys here uh, not participating. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, all projected first-round selections, all underclassmen, John, not eligible to participate. The one projected first-round quarterback who was eligible to participate, Will Levis, at least to this point, has not accepted his invitation, which I think is a really interesting turn of events when we're going to talk about the uh, potential to increase your draft stock at uh, the Senior Bowl. You know, you look at guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, really rose their stock and helped solidify that top 10 selection. Will Levis, at least to this point, has chosen not to. But there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to end up getting drafted in the third and fourth rounds of your fantasy football leagues, potentially even the second round, depending on if some of these guys bump up their draft capital a little bit. So I'm interested to dig into this position, John. This is how we find fantasy football value. Matt, I think it's very important that you understand what the Senior Bowl does for the quarterback position. You can think about arm strength on television. You know, you think you know someone's throwing a good deep ball. There's a lot of things that you don't see on television. When you read reports and watch closely from the Senior Bowl, you learn so much more about the individual. I also think the interview process of the quarterbacks is incredibly important to the coaching staffs, the scouting departments, How do these young men come across and how are they interacting with players they're meeting for the first time? These are not the friends they have in the dorms, right? The the players they've gone to, you know, battle with on the football field. These are brand new teammates. How do they interact? I remember two years ago, Mac Jones had fabulous reports coming out of the Senior Bowl Everyone marveled at his football IQ and the teammates and people around him loved him. And he ended up being a first round pick of the New England Patriots. And there were a lot of people who did not believe Mac Jones was a first round pick. So I am a little bit saddened, if that's the right word, that Will Levis is not going to show because it would have been nice to see him in the drills. And plus, how do other people interact with the young man? Now, he's going to probably have to go to the combine and really knock a, hit a home run at the combine it, because he's not here at the Senior Bowl. All right, let's get into the players who are at the Senior Bowl, John. And we are starting with Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Now, 
Hendon Hooker will not be participating in any drills or the game coming off of a late season knee injury. But John, if not for the injury, despite his age, I think we'd be talking about Hendon Hooker as the potential fifth quarterback to go in the first round in this year's NFL draft. He's coming off of two tremendous seasons at the University of Tennessee, and he has a diverse skill set. He's a methodical high floor passer, John. There's a lot of consistency to his passing motion, consistency to his mechanics. He has a sneaky level of mobility. He's not going to be a pure rusher, but he moves the pocket well, and he can absolutely execute a design run or scramble for yardage when necessary. I think the word I kept coming back to, John, when looking at his mechanics was smooth. Okay, he's got a clean throwing motion, good footwork. He has a nice release. Hooker's comfortable working within the pocket first. He does not panic under pressure. I think that is a great trait for an experienced quarterback to show. When he does run outside the pocket, it's smooth. Like I mentioned, he executes those design runs. And he doesn't have a rocket arm, John, but he can hit his targets at any level of the field. He's a confident passer. He's a confident player. I think he's going to end up being a day two selection, but what he does off the field will be just as important in Mobile, and that's what we're trying to emphasize here. The drills are important, but just being in front of NFL front offices can help you as well. Matt, there's no question, and I implore everyone to go watch some interviews with this young man. He is a great leader. When I have seen him in interviews, I've been blown away by this young man. And I said the exact same thing about Jalen Hurts. When you go back and you read what teammates said about Jalen Hurts at both Alabama and Oklahoma, then I saw interviews with Jalen Hurts. I was incredibly impressed. I've watched three interviews with Hendon Hooker now. Matt, he's a leader of men. Part of it is he's 25. He just turned, I think it was January 13th, if my memory serves me. He just turned 25. But before everyone freaks out, he's about the same age as Kenny Pickett. So just if if the NFL took Kenny Pickett in the first round and we're not worried about Pickett's age, I'm not going to use that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a red flag. I'm not telling you that. Yeah, of course I would like him to be 20 years old, Matt. I mean, in a perfect world, he's 20 years old. He's coming out. He's as mature, but it's not a perfect world. So if you can take Pickett, then you really shouldn't completely knock Hooker for similar. Second, he has the size. I don't think people realize, Matt, how big this young man is. He's 6'4". He's 218 pounds. This is a big man. Now, he has a very thin frame, and he holds his muscle incredibly well. So if you kind of look at him and you don't really look at him with offensive linemen around him, you might not know how big he is if you just see him because he doesn't have this big shoulders or this big chest, but he's 218. Now, that's what it says. Let's see what he weighs. But Virginia Tech had him over 215 also. So he's a much bigger man that people are giving him credit for. And Matt, I completely agree with you. He has NFL arm talent. It's not perfect, but I heard very similar complaints about lots of quarterbacks over the years. And Matt, this is what I'm going to hang my hat on. Accuracy is a subjective analysis. 
And I, I look at accuracy too. I'm just, I'm like anyone else who watches quarterbacks. You want to see the ball like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and hit him perfectly in stride. But the reality is at the end of the day, that doesn't happen that much. There's not very many Aaron Rodgers out there. But I'll tell you what the numbers tell me. He completes 66.9% of his passes in four solid seasons of quarterbacking. So if the numbers say he's more than accurate enough. Also, Matt, he's SEC player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Will Anderson was defensive player of the year. Tennessee didn't win the SEC. Georgia did. He got this over Stetson Bennett. And there's good, we know, the SEC is loaded. So that isn't, and that's by the coaches and the media. So just let that savor for a second, people. They did not win the SEC, and this young man was Offensive Player of the Year. The numbers for the last two years at Tennessee, um, 68 interceptions, Matt, five, I mean, sorry, 68 touchdowns, five interceptions for his career, 80 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He's smart. He's a leader. He's got NFL arm strength. I have a second round grade. I'm higher on him than most people. He's going to be he's going to be impressive here. Remember last year when we got reports about Malik Willis and he was talking to the man on the street and he helped him and people were impressed with Willis and forget about what happened in the season, right? We're just talking about as a person. I believe reports are going to come out. People are going to be impressed with Hendon Hooker. I'm glad he's showing up. But we are not going to see him participate in drills because the ACL injury. All right, John, before we get to our next quarterback here, I want to remind folks, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, drop a comment, uh, ask us your questions about these prospects. We love getting into them. It's a perfect platform to do so. Also want to encourage folks to head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. You could get access to all the resources available, including rookie rankings, including the in-depth breakdown of all of these players and john we now have the date for the 2023 rookie big board rookie guide volume one available to all patrons will drop at the end of march march 31st so you get volume one pre-draft and then you get an update the monday after the nfl draft last year it actually came out sunday night after the nfl draft updated with landing spots so you are ready and prepared there's no better way to be prepared for your rookie drafts then over at patreon.com slash rookie big on all of that just three dollars a month all right let's dig into max duggan out of tcu john i think if there is one quarterback that i'm gonna put my money on for uh raising their draft profile through this week at the senior bowl it's going to be max duggan for me you know you look at duggan and he really possesses the traits of a starting quarterback in the nfl and he possesses some sneaky fantasy football traits as well because you don't think of him as a burner, John, but he is mobile. <laughs> Let's start with his ability to pass, though. Duggan is an accurate passer. You can see him fit the ball into tight spots throughout the short and midfield. I really like to look at quarterback accuracy in the midfield, and I really uh, appreciated what Duggan was able to do with consistency there. He'll put good zip on that ball through the midfield, so he's not going to be chucking it deep downfield 55 yards consistently, but he's got the pop to get the ball 40 yards downfield, and that's going to do with his skill set. It's a good mechanical foundation. 
All right. And at times he displays a really excellent touch on the ball. It is inconsistent though. When we're talking about working outside of the pocket, Duggan showed the ability to beat big 12 linebackers to the edge. And he showed the ability at times to even out sprint defensive backs. What I like most about his rushing ability, John, he was physical and effective as a red zone rusher. That is a popular trait now for NFL teams to employ. I'm not comparing him physically to Josh Allen, but you could see how that has bumped his fantasy football production over the last few seasons. Right now, I think Max Duggan is a fringe day two, day three prospect. I think by the end of the senior bowl, he solidifies himself as a top 100 player. Maybe he sits a year or two. And once he gets the opportunity, and we've seen it throughout the NFL this year, guys that you don't expect are getting the opportunity to start. I think Duggan is a guy who could take advantage. Matt, look at the quarterbacks who we have seen take snaps this year. Trace McSorley, Tyler Huntley. Max Duggan can play quarterback. Not telling you that he's going to be the most successful. However, he will earn a roster spot at the NFL level. There's no question in my mind. You mentioned his rushing. 28 career touchdowns on the ground. Over 1,800 yards rushing also. Matt, you know, I've said this before, and I like this stat, and I think I'm going to be more determined in this stat than I have been in the past. I think one of the reasons Brock Purdy has been able to lead San Francisco to the championship game, of course, he's got great talent and a good coach, but he played 46 games in college. Max Duggan has started four, or played 47 games for the Horn Frogs. He also has nice NFL arm strength. But he is a leader. To take TCU, that was not very good last year, bring him all the way to the championship game against Georgia, beat Michigan, he had an impressive season. You need to watch the film of at least the last two years. Don't just go by the Georgia game or the Michigan or even the loss in the Big 12 championship game. Duggan had an exceptional year. He was a Heisman finalist and all Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. NFL size there, Matt, 6'2", 210. I believe, like you, one team at the Senior Bowl is going to fall in love with Max Duggan. They're going to look at a, a young man they can put as their second or third quarterback, have him be successful in the long run. I do agree. I think he'll get drafted in day three, Matt. I, mean, I got to tell you. Third round, third round. Third round. So that's day two. That's a top yes. 100 pick. So we're aligned. I got to tell you, John, I know the Debbie folks, the fantasy football folks are just waiting for us to talk about Jaron Hall because on the videos, they want to talk about Jaron Hall in the mock draft videos on Twitter. My timeline loves Jaron Hall. I <laughs> get it, John. There's a lot of upside for this guy. You look at Jaron Hall and you see a mobile gunslinger. Okay. And when you watch his game, I, I call it a charge of excitement. Like it is, it is impossible to watch some Jaron Hall tape without getting excited. Okay. He has a good arm. He can push that ball 40, 50 yards downfield. He has good velocity through the first two levels of the field. And John take this uh, as a compliment or potentially as a, as a red flag, you know, whatever direction you want. He is a fearless passer. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
that I, I think that probably sums up why he's so exciting. He has good ball placement in the short and midfield, a fluid throwing motion with a quick release, quick footwork inside and outside of the pocket. I appreciate that. Hall will look to throw first, but he's not afraid to use his legs. And he has demonstrated the ability to outrun uh, defensive backs when given space. And John, there's even some examples of him shaking linebackers, all right, in the open field. However, BYU isn't playing the toughest schedule. As an independent, they're playing closer to the G5 level than the P5 level. And we'll see next year BYU will be in the Power 5, but Jaron Hall's tape is primarily against group of five opponents. Although you certainly can find some examples. In my tape review, actually, I did find exclusively Power 5 analysis here. So Baylor, Arkansas, uh, Utah, there's there's the ability to go there and extrapolate some Power 5 competition, which is nice. The question marks, though, and John, I'm sure you're going to mention this, it's age, all right, and it's going to be his smaller frame, right? Those are the two question marks with Jaron Hall. The excitement's there, but there's going to be some hesitation. I think, though, in the practices, John, I think he's going to show off a little bit. Oh, I think he's going to stun people with his arm strength and his athletic ability. I concur with you on that. You mentioned his age. If people don't know, students at BYU take admission where they are spreading the word. And many BYU athletes over the decades that I've been watching enter the league older because they usually take a year or two between their freshman and sophomore year to go on a mission. Jaron Hall was one of those young men. When he came back, they had a guy named Zach Wilson at the top of the depth chart. So he had to sit behind Wilson. Jaron Hall might have the advantage that he's not getting the Zach Wilson hype. And I don't think he's as good of an arm talent as Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson went number two overall, right? So there was a huge, huge microscope placed on Zach Wilson. I will. You mentioned something very important. Jaron Hall played better against power five opponents than Zach Wilson did. So it's not a fair comparison, but I do think it's something people are thinking about and will look. I agree with the frame map. He looks very, he's even thinner than Hendon Hooker on tape. Is he 205? I really, you know, uh, 197, 198. Like, let's see what he comes in at. I don't know if he's six foot one, but again, we'll find out very soon. So I agree with you there. What I'm surprised, Matt, if you're looking at us on YouTube, I have my scholars key stats. Those lead to the benchmarks that I'm looking for. When I plugged in his numbers, Matt, he has hit five of my six benchmarks. I will admit I was absolutely stunned. Well, what does that tell me? He has at worst a bench, a backup, and a bench player at the NFL level. If Brock Purdy could do it, there's no question in my mind Jaron Hall could do it. His one concern in my book, he's only played 22 games, Matt. He might need a season or two as a taxi squad slash third quarterback, right? Not always active on game day, but I love the talent and the arm strength, and my model likes Jaron Hall also. John, from what I'm hearing, I think NFL front offices really like this next guy. It's Jake Hayner out of Fresno State. We're going to have similar conversations about his frame coming in a little bit more on the smaller side as well. 
But when I watch Hainer tape, I have I see a guy who's gritty. I see a, a passer who is poised. And I see somebody, John, who might have a chance to, to hang around for a while with the clipboard in his hand. And I say that not as a demeaning term. You know, a lot of us are playing in super flex leagues with deeper rosters. You want somebody who's going to hang around as that quarterback two, quarterback three uh, around the league for a while. Because as we're seeing, you know, there is always opportunity through injury or otherwise for these guys to have a shot to to put some fantasy football production into your lineup. Now, when you look at Hayner, you see a guy with a solid mechanical foundation. You see quick feet. He navigates around the field well. All right. He has a quick release, a smooth throwing motion. He plays with improvised arm angles, all right? So I like to say, you know, at times it looks like Jake Hainer's doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression, all right? But he will hang around the pocket under pressure uh, and finish throws. He's accurate in the short field. He puts nice touch on the ball uh, through that midfield here. Now, he can be inconsistent, but at times he shows tremendous anticipation I do think he is an athletic passer. I think his arm strength is a little bit limited here. But overall, I think there's a lot to like about the passer from Fresno State. One of my regrets this season, Fresno State came to um, West Hartford to take on the Huskies, and Jake Hayner didn't play. All summer I had that game circled. I really wanted to do an eyeball scouting of Jake Hayner because I do think it is a difference when you see a a young man live. And I also wanted to see him in pregame warm-ups just to get a a feel for the young man. But he was injured, so he didn't get an opportunity to play, and I didn't get an opportunity to see him. My two concerns, Matt, from my end. I agree with everything you say from a passing standpoint. He's listed at 200. Is he really 192, 190? Is he 6'1"? He might even be smaller than Jaron Hall. So that's something I'm going to be looking out for. I agree with his anticipatory throwing. I think he understands the game. I think he makes good decisions. He is also a rhythm passer. He can get smoking hot throwing the football. However... Another sign, Matt. He has negative 109 career rushing yards. He's not good with his legs. He can bounce in the pocket. He can avoid the pass rush. But from a fantasy standpoint, Matt, I really don't see any rushing equity coming from Jake Hayner. So he only hits three of my six benchmarks even though I do like his arm and his ability to throw the football. All right, John, you can't tell us we don't dig deep here on this show. Okay, we're going down to Division Two. Tyson Badgett out of Shepherd University in Shepherd, West Virginia, got an invitation to the Senior Bowl. Now, Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, has gone on record and said that Badgett is the only sub-FBS-level quarterback that had a draftable grade from them. So the Senior Bowl skipped right past the FCS this year and went down to Division II where they found Tyson Badgett. Now, Badgett actually did have offers coming off of this last season to go and play for a Division I team. He didn't get the offers he wanted is what I'm hearing. So I'm hearing that he wanted, you know, that that top-tier program, 
He got some mid-tier, still power five offers, but decided to run it back one more time uh, with the national championship caliber team he had at the Division II level. Now, Badgett all-time, John, has 17,000 passing yards at the Division II level. I usually leave the stats to John, but I had to make sure to point out that he does, in fact, have 17,000. Now, I did find some tape on him, John, including uh, one one set of tape that was, it looked like a GA had had taped a, a horizontal on their phone on the sideline, but it was good enough to, to, to get some eyeballs on it. So when you're looking at Badgett, I mean, we're talking gunslinger, John, and that's why the NFL is interested. He has a huge arm. And we're talking about another guy that's a fearless passer, all right? And this one, I can tell you, is to a fault, okay? He'll need time. This is not somebody who's going to see the field quickly, but absolutely should land at least on an NFL practice squad. He possesses great arm strength. Uh, he shows the ability to be mobile. And he doesn't. his accuracy does not drop off when throwing on the run, which is a really great trait for a big arm passer to have. Uh, there's examples of some really great touch on his ball, but overall, John, a little bit too aggressive as a passer. I think he's just gotten confident playing at the D2 level, so he'll need to be humbled a little bit at the NFL level uh, in an inconsistent mechanics, all right? So th think about him, though. I'm, I'm telling you, he has the tools, and he hasn't had Division One coaching. In the right situation, he really could develop into a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's most likely going to see day three draft capital, but he will get drafted and he could have the potential to go in round four of your fantasy football drafts. Matt, the young man has done enough to impress NFL scouts. And you mentioned it. He was the only quarterback at lower levels. That means scouts are intrigued. That means I am intrigued. He's one of the young men who I want to see throw the football. Yeah, there's some little, there's some tape out there, but it's not a lot. I would definitely like to see that arm strength on display in mobile. He's 6'3", 210, so he clearly has NFL size. Everyone says he has professional arm talent. It looks like it on the tape that I've seen, but it's very limited. And he's definitely a dual threat quarterback. He can throw the ball on the run. There are things in his stats that I like. However, they are done at the Division II level. 52 games played, Matt. That's nice. That means he's prepped for a lot of games. He's watched a lot of tape of the opponents. He's ready to be a quarterback. I like the touchdown interception ratio, 159 at 46. It surpasses the three to one that I like, which means he's smart with the football even at that level. I'm not going to passing efficiency is hard to equate when you're looking at division two defenders compared to Division one and some of the websites don't even have the statistics because it's a mathematical computation, so they don't even put it in there. But he was player of the year at that level. I can't wait to see him. He's obviously earned NFL interest. All right, John, one more quarterback here in Mobile, and that's going to be Clayton Toon out of Houston. Uh, you know, John, sometimes we get criticized for being too positive on players. Uh, so I'll keep it brief here with Clayton Toon. I, you know, at the college level, John, you know, he's a, he was a real dual threat guy. He had the mobility. He's got a nice frame to go with that mobility. Uh, you see he has good footwork in a solid throwing motion. Uh, there's examples of him putting nice touch on passes through the mid and deep field. 
Uh, and he can't get the ball downfield, although I got to tell you, it looks like he puts a little bit more effort than you would like to see for a guy who's 6'3", 220. I don't know, John. I don't have a ton of hope for Clayton Toon fantasy football-wise because I worry that the skill set that helped him at the college level isn't going to translate to the speed of the NFL level. But he was invited to the Senior Bowl. He's going to be there, and he's going to get NFL eyes on him. So he certainly has the ability uh, to be a round five, six, seven draft selection. He's a tough analysis for me. I really think he doesn't have the deep ball or outside the hash marks. I just don't see him letting the ball rip 15 yards down the field outside the hash marks. I also don't think he has that 50-yard capability, you know, to throw the ball down the field. He is accurate, and he's really good at the short and medium levels of the field. But that, especially in the center of the field, but to be the NFL quarterback, you got to be able to hit every level vertically and horizontally. My model, I was surprised. I thought he'd be better in my model, Matt. He only hit three of six benchmarks, and here's why he hit them. One, 47 games played. Okay, you know I like that. But then he got the two rushing. You mentioned his athletic ability. He had one year, a third. it was this year, because they had no running game in Houston this year. They had injuries at the running back. They never had a stud. He had 30% of the team's rushing equity. So that is a, he just smashes that. But that's because he's a good athlete, right? And the, the way the team unfolded. And then he had 1,248 career rushing yards. So he hits these numbers with his athletic ability and, and experience. But Matt, in all my passing numbers, he doesn't really do it for me. The young man has size at 6'3", 220, according to the Houston website. We'll see. I have my questions about Clayton Toon also. All right, there you go, John. Those are the six quarterbacks that we know of that are going to be in <laughs> Mobile here. Uh, it's going to be an exciting position group, and it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it, John. We have a lot more content coming out here. We have one more Senior Bowl preview coming down the pipe, and then it is rookie profile season, John. You're going to want to make sure, if you are not already, head on over to patreon.com slash rookiebigboard. Get access to the rankings. Get ready for the draft guide. Get in the Discord Talk it up with us about these prospects. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of The Rookie Big Board.